Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Priyat, everyone. For those of you who don't speak Russian or didn't ask Siri like Mysterious Mike Talent just did, that means hello in Russian. My name is not Mysterious Matt Talent. Why did I almost say that? Because I was talking about you, Mike. That's why. That's why. Okay. All right. I I understand, Matt. You 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 had me on your mind. It was the the Russian that really got you. It threw me for a loop. Yeah. So welcome everyone. Real Film Nerds episode number two hundred and twenty nine. The return of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after two years of nothingness. And boy, oh boy, was it a depressing return. Uh oh. I said it, Mike. I said it. Oh, Matt, no way. You didn't like this one either? I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but we will discuss it over the next 20 to 30 minutes during Real Film Nerds episode number 229, the review of Black Widow, the return of my future ex-wife, and she doesn't know it, but I guess she's pregnant, according to the uh, radio host. She was telling me that on Monday, and I'm like, well, that kind of defeats it, but it's fine. I'll adopt all of them, and then I'll immediately divorce, and they can be on their own again. Jeez, dude, that's pretty harsh. Okay, all right. Well, we know where your mind's at, man. Not in, it's in a dark place today. It's in a very dark place. Almost ah. as dark as the Black Widow. Ooh, nice, nice, nice segue, man. Okay, Mike, go ahead, do it. Give us the rundown. All right, so Black Widow was directed by Kate Shoreland. Uh, it was written by Eric. Parson, Jack Schaefer, and Ned Benson. Uh, this movie is starring Matt's next ex-wife, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, uh, Rachel Weiss, and this is a, a film about Natasha Romanoff and her quest between the film Civil War and Infinity War. Mike. I ha- for her being my next ex-wife, wife, I have to have a first ex-wife, and I don't have one of those. Well, you always say that's my next ex-wife, so I figure like you're gonna fi- find somebody, just marry him, and then divorce him, so you can start with the next ones. I say you my know, like, my future ex-wife, but yeah, close enough, close enough. Oh yeah, I get oh, it. Yeah. You see, yeah, yeah, you do say your future. Well, oh, you know, yeah. it's okay, Mike. You're tired. I understand, I, I, and you got I figured Scarjo on your mind too. I mean, come on, that tight leather. Yeah, I figured, Matt, that you were just you were gonna find someone else first, marry him, and then drop them, and then marry the next one. You know, just just start like a Hollywood thing. You know, where you just every couple of years get a new one. I got. I don't have the money. Oh. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because every time you lose half, dude, like, you have to have a, a a large amount by the time you're, like, four divorces in, you know? Mike, I don't have the money. I don't have the looks. I definitely don't have the dating populace in this area in my age bracket. So I think I'm SOL, brother. I think I'm going to be alone forever. Well, Matt, there you could get, what, you could marry... um some older uh women and uh you could be a what is it widower or whatever 
right? Who's what is, yeah. is, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. See, that ties into Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That's true. Did. That's true, Mike. Good yeah. job. Matt Matt the Widower. All right, Mike. We got it all planned out. Okay. So all right. I'll start prowling for super cougars. Got it. Super cougars? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Seventy five plus. I, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask, Matt. <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna tell you anyways. <laughs> I see that. I see that. All right, Mike. So Black Widow, it's uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe has returned with a faint cry. What did you think, <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow's the start of Phase Four? Um, so it was okay. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I was hoping for some more action and stuff, but um, the story stuff was was pretty good. But I was uh, disappointed in the amount of uh, action that was given away in the trailers cuz that's quite a bit of the action in the film. So, I I was just I was expecting a little bit more I don't know. No, dude, that's pretty much my sentiments on this film. You know, it's the start of phase 4. It should have started with a bang. This movie is probably 10 years too late. If they would have done this a lot sooner in the timeline, I think it would have been better. The story was okay. It was nothing great. This was not the movie I expected. It's definitely not the movie I wanted. Um, but it's not bad. It's not great. It's just kind of exists. Yeah. I mean, in the scale of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this one was just okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's not bad. It it helps add to some of the story. Um Yeah. It was just okay. Well, this is the second female-led Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Black Widow is a very beloved character. Scarlett Johansson is a very beloved actress. I really expected a lot more. I wanted, personally, more of her backstory, more of the Red Room, more of why she's Black Widow. We didn't get any of that. We got a very little bit. We got a few years of uh, her days in the U.S., and that was pretty much it. I really wanted more. Um, the best part of this film for me was David Harbour and uh, uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, I think, stole the show. She's going to be into the Marvel Cinematic Universe from here on out. She's going to be a big part. I don't know as big as like Iron Man or Black Widow, but I think she's going to be a pretty significant part. And uh, I loved it. I thought she did a great job. And I thought David Harbour was hilarious. Yeah, uh, the 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 banter with uh, some of the characters was was actually pretty fun. It it was pretty well written. Um, yeah, uh, Florence Pugh. Uh, we we reviewed a movie from her not not too long ago, Matt. The Midsommar. <laughs> remember the the horror movie or whatever. Yeah, we've reviewed quite a few of her movies because you know remember Fighting with My Family. She also starred in that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. She was the wrestler. Mm-hmm. She was the star. Yeah, so. She's kind of, uh, I, I feel like she's up and coming in the Hollywood scene, and uh, this is just adding to her uh, repertoire, and looks like she's going to be in quite a few new movies, so that's great. One thing I have to say, the Russian accents that everybody brought out weren't awful. They were mediocre. They weren't incredible, but they weren't awful. I was really afraid they were going to be cheesy and goofy and just bad, and honestly, they really weren't. Well... I mean, 
this MCU, Matt. What do you think? This is a DC movie? Damn. Mike throwing some shade. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just thought that sounded funny in my head. So, Oh, it was good. <laughs> you did real good, Mike. I loved it. Anyway. Um, so, Matt, uh, would you, I guess, quickly, would you recommend seeing it in the theaters or not in the theaters? Did you see it in the theater or did you pay uh, Disney's um, Plus Plus? Well, I don't <laughs> uh, make a lot of money like you do, Mike, so I had to go to the theater. I went opening night at not 7 o'clock, not at the late show. I went right in the middle. I went at 8 o'clock-ish. And I have to say, I was kind of disappointed in the crowd. I would have expected a lot more people there. But uh, I went to the theaters. I definitely think if you are a fan of Black Widow or the Marvel Cinematic Universe or comic books or action, I say, why not? Go check this out. Help support the theaters. They need it. This is a good movie to see in the theaters. Um, it's not as incredible as like Endgame or something like that. But I say, why not? It, this is what theaters are made for is this kind of film. So go check it out. Just don't go in with really high hopes because it's not an incredible Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but it's a good one. It's it's good. It's just not incredible. Yeah, I, I would echo those sentiments, man. I, I would tell everybody to go see it in the theater. It's fun to go see these kind of movies in the theater. This is a movie designed for the theater. Um, Disney made a fortune on uh, the theater and on streaming. So that's kind of interesting. I'm not sure what that means exactly. So I think they made about $87 million or $80 million for the box office. And then they made about $60 million off of streaming. So the $60 million is like straight to their pocket, I think. So, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, um, but it was worldwide, and uh, the articles all were pointing out that there's a hundred million um, customers. Uh, Disney Plus has a hundred million customers around the world, and uh, they got sixty million out of them. So that at I don't know if they kept the price the same every market, but for us, Matt, it's thirty dollars on top of your disney plus subscription so i mean it's it's a premium that's a chunk i i understand why they're doing it if i had friends i would go and pay the 30 dollars and invite like 15 of them over and charge everybody like three bucks i think that would make sense but i don't have that many friends i have you mike and you don't even live here so yeah i mean i understand why as well you know the uh the just trying to make up for the money that maybe a family would would spend if they went like it's it's hard to to figure out all the numbers right because it's like when you go to the theater you pay like i don't know you know 10 15 a ticket uh who knows wherever you live different prices night matinee all that and then but the theater takes some so there's the breakdown and like how much actually goes to the studio i don't know exactly but I think they're trying to make up for that with their their fees on the the Disney Plus. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's definitely interesting to see because you know looking at like HBO Max where they're giving all their stuff away for free with just a normal subscription. I'm not sure which model is the right one. Um, like I don't know if they'd make enough money. Like uh, I feel like HBO is just trying that HBO Max or whatever. And Disney's like, no, no, we're in it to actually make money. And they're 
they figure if, if they if they give people the option, they might get it. And then, you know, in three months or so, that'll be on Disney Plus anyway, just as normal. You're just paying to get access right now. Yeah, well, it's the streaming awards and the ways that the different studios are going is definitely interesting. Like, I don't know if you saw, it was a big press release, actually. Um, a Quiet Place Part 2 is out streaming on Paramount Plus right now. Oh, I, 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 I saw that there was a fight about how the revenue would be broken up after it started going in streaming because it's not clear how that would work. And I don't know if it was in their contracts, but like John Krasinski and and his wife have something in their contract that says they get some sort of a piece of the percentage of the movie. But when it goes on streaming, I don't know if that's really covered. So it's a very kind of gray area. I think the contracts will all be being modified right now. But back then, they filmed this before the pandemic and before the streaming and all these things. So, you know. Well, it's just interesting seeing the different breakdowns on the different companies and what they're trying to do. Because, I mean, we're still really in the middle of the streaming wars. You know, no one is really coming out on top yet. Everybody's paying for a lot of services. It just would have been easier to just keep cable at this point now. But I don't know. I, I'm not unhappy with the amount I'm spending. I'm not super happy. But I don't know. Only time will tell who survives and floats to the top. I, I think Disney definitely will just because of the huge back catalog they have of content, especially all the Marvel stuff, all the Star Wars stuff, all the childhood Disney stuff. I mean, you get many, many different facets of people with Disney+. Plus. So... I don't know. We'll see. For sure, Matt. We'll see. It's interesting to see how things are going. And it's like, it's even weirder to think about it. It's like Disney plus plus is a, uh, <laughs> is it's like you pay for the service and then you pay again. You're like, Whoa, I'm getting like double, double hits. It's like double told. Well, but, and it's dramatically, dramatically more expensive, but I don't know. I mean, the, you know, the, the straight to, video stuff video on demand i guess i don't know what they call it uh you know the same day as in the theaters and at home i mean they charge 30 35 40 bucks for a movie so i think that's just that's where disney's getting their money from their price yeah well i mean it it makes sense it does really make sense it just it's interesting uh for black widow things were good I don't know how much they made on some of their other movies that they've released simultaneously, like um, the Dalmatian or uh, oh, Emma Stone movie that Corella. that just Corella, yeah. And then yeah. Mulan was their first one, wasn't it? The live action Mulan. I thought it was. I don't know if it was Mulan. Yeah, it, yes, I think you're right, man. Yeah, I think so. I know that one didn't do great, but that also, I didn't watch it, but I also heard that also wasn't a very good movie either. Yeah. Uh, me and the wife watched Cruella over the service, and uh, it was fine. It, there was just some, there were some extra taxes tacked onto that, that fee. I was like, whoa. On top of the 30 bucks? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But I think it's, it's uh, the state that I'm in has some, some sort of weird digital fee or something not in arizona go zona Woo! <laughs> yeah well not yet ah yes matt as you're subtly pointing out several times 
Uh, what it is are you drink? <laughs> what are you drinking this fine evening, Matt? <sighs> well, Mike, in honor of Black Widow, I am drinking a White Claw Black Cherry Hard Seltzer. Oh, nice, dude. Busting out the seltzer, the huh? seltzer. A little summertime, just mm-hmm. nice and relaxing, you know, get your get your mood going. Yep. Now I put an extra shot of vodka in it, so it helps even more. Oh, nice. A little loaded White Claw. All right, Mike, what flavor of IPA today? Uh, so it's just called Hazy IPA, and uh, it's from uh, this grocery store called Aldi. Um. It's good. It's a nice hazy IPA. See, Mike, I kept signaling you because I want to hurry up and start spoiling Black Widow because we have no Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in because it's a Marvel Cinematic University. University. Yes, it's a university. Yes, that's correct. No, it's a Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe film, so there's no tie-in. It's in it, so we don't need to do that segment, and we need to hurry up and spoil this movie for everyone. Oh, geez. Uh, tell me how you really feel, Matt. Uh, what, what would you like to spoil right now? Go. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. The pressure, Mike. I can't handle it. Uh, probably the ending in the future. You know, uh, if you didn't catch it, the uh, after credit scene ties directly to Falcon and Winter Soldier. She was originally supposed to be introduced in Black Widow, but she was introduced in Falcon and Winter Soldier because of COVID. So they changed the ending scene a little bit. Ah, okay. Uh, I didn't know that it was changed for COVID stuff. Yes, because, you know, Black Widow was originally supposed to come out in May, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to come out. It came out on time in the summer. And so her introduction would have been a huge reveal at the end of Black Widow. And and granted, it's still cool to see in here, but it was just kind of like, meh. Because she was revealed at Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was kind of like, meh. So, anyways. Mike, your turn. Um, Let's see. What to spoil about this movie? Um... I mean, like I said, the... Some earlier, the... The, um... Action stuff was a little bit of a letdown... Um, I just thought there would be a little bit more, uh, the red room stuff was kind of cool, but like you said, Matt, it was not, it was very little of the red room. Like it seemed like that was rushed part of the, I don't know, uh, of, of the movie. Um, the prison scene was kind of cool. Some of the prison scenes, like, <laughs> um, the wrestling, the arm wrestling. Yeah, and he just breaks that dude's arm in half. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. But um, no, uh, I wanted what I wanted was I wanted more Black Widow origin story kind of stuff. Um, we really haven't had an origin story of her. You know, she's all messed up because of the Red Room. And uh, I just wanted more of that history uh, movie that is our most downloaded podcast to date, Red Sparrow. <laughs> I wanted something more like that. Not quite at that level. I mean, that was pretty ruthless, especially for that was pretty ruthless. <laughs> yeah, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. But I was expecting us to get a little bit more of her backstory like that. 
about how she became a spy, why, all that stuff, instead of just, okay, she was an orphan. Now she's an adult again. Wonderful. I, I just wanted more spy stuff. There just wasn't enough. And that's what Black Widow is known for, is being this badass assassin spy from Russia. And we got very little of it. The jail scenes were probably some of the best scenes. Yeah, and her, her sister also or i mean not real i you know i guess that's a spoiler man you know that they're not really family. they're not blood related like, right yeah, yeah i mean they are kind of family but they're not really family um it was a lot like uh what was that the americans yeah yeah this yeah, movie I mean, reminded me a lot of that that scene yeah um and uh I, I just thought it would have been cool to find out, like, if we're not going to find out as much about Black Widow's spy stuff or whatever, why don't we find out some more about her sister? But we didn't really find much out about that either. It was just, I mean, there was just talk of certain things. I went and did this my way and different things, but nothing. I don't know. Like, there was a lot of talking and a lot of, like, kind of bonding stuff, but I don't know. The the banter was fun. There was a lot of good banter. They seemed like a family because they were they were close. Some of the banter um, I think was more successful than others. Uh, they tried to be almost too funny at times in this movie, and it just didn't land well. But like for instance, um, I looked this one up. The whole scene where Florence Pugh is talking about having a forced hysterectomy and all that, being a widow. That whole scene, that whole joke, was an improv. That was not written. And that was, oh, wow. in my opinion, one of the more successful jokes in the entire film. It was good. It was good. And then there's others where it just feels really forced and just kind of fell flat. So I don't know. It, it seems like they were trying to be funny. They were trying to be more Guardians of the Galaxy-like, They and it didn't work out. I mean, Black Widow's more serious. She's a spy. She's an assassin. It's not to repeat myself, but that's that's what I wanted, and it I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get backstory. Um, it was a decent story, but it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was just okay. Um, I, I even would have liked to find out more about the guy who kept getting him things, like their little like. I don't know, supplier dude. I feel like there was some cool history could have been with him, but like we didn't get much out of that either. Well, there's a. He's a named character in the comic books. He has the same name in the in the movie. And I don't know if he's going to play a bigger role in the MCU or not, but he definitely has a fairly big role in the comic books, and we'll see. Speaking of roles, Mike, I, don't, I know you don't know much about the comic book world, but what were your thoughts on Taskmaster? Because here we have another problem that the Marvel Cinematic Universe does a lot. They have really just don't do the villains justice. They do terrible with villains. So think about it. In this film, the main villain, you really don't see him until the very end of the movie. Taskmaster is advertised as the villain of this film, and he slash she, because uh, that's a huge spoiler, but screw it, we'll say it. Taskmaster was recast to be a woman, not the character from the comics. That raised a lot of controversy. It was interesting how they went with it, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it, but Taskmaster from the comic books has this storied history and they threw it all out for this movie, which, whatever, that's fine. But it just, he was more, or she was more of like an afterthought. 
like there was no real threat. Like he, she kept popping up and black widows fought her. And then it was like, okay, when it's, he's, I mean, he in the comic books is one of the most ruthless villains in, I mean, in the Marvel universe. I don't know. It was disappointing. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I didn't know some of that backstory, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, uh, I mean, the the character was cool. Uh, I mean, scary. Uh, like, you know, just relentless person coming after you. But it was like not, I don't know. I almost felt bad for the character because, you know, we find out that Black Widow was supposed to have, you know, tried to kill her or whatever. And like, she's, she's like not really there anymore. Like, she's she had like massive brain damage, right? Or whatever. And they like put in, they put in a bunch of chips, but yeah, she didn't try and kill her. She was trying to kill the main villain and she was collateral damage that she decided to accept. And it haunted her throughout most of her life since then. Killing a kid basically is what she thought. And it turns out, no, you just really messed her up. And her dad played mind games with her, which we've already seen that. Guess what movie that was called? Captain America, winter soldier. So they did they did Taskmaster dirty. I mean, they, he's a really fascinating, interesting assassin character that trains other people to be assassins and his ability is that he can sit down and watch and learn and perfectly mimic anyone's fighting style anything. So that's why we got to see some of that. We got to see some Captain America, Black Panther, Hawkeye, you know. It was just even as just a character and a villain for this film, it just fell flat. It was, I don't know why the Marvel Cinematic Universe has such a hard time with villains. I don't know, man. It's hard to capture the the essence of the villain and keep it PG-13. You know what? I think that's a pretty decent argument, though, Mike. I mean, they did pretty good with, Th- with Thanos. They did decent with him. They did. They did. They did. Um... So I I don't know. I mean, they have the ability to do it. Um who was another pretty bad person? Oh, uh uh Guardians of the Galaxies uh part 2 um Ego, the living planet. That was a pretty good villain. Yeah, Ego. Oh, what well, uh Winter Soldier who's was one great, of the, but Yeah, Winter Soldier was great, but one of the the purple people. Um you know who I'm talking about. He was like the purple people. Yeah, like he was that guy who was like hunting in Guardians and like. Uh, oh, oh, oh! You're talking about um, um, the uh the blue guy. He's a or blue. Yeah, he's oh, okay. a yeah. I know who you're talking. About. I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, he was a good villain from the first Guardians, and then yeah, uh, you know who was a really really good villain that doesn't get as much credit was uh Killmonger from uh, Black Panther. Oh, he yeah. was a very good yeah. villain. He was one of the best villains they've had. But yeah. I just don't get it. They need to work on their villains or they need to work on their writing team. Because, I mean, Taskmaster is a great villain. He really is. They could have written her to be the big, bad, scary, you know, in this film. And it just, she wasn't. She was just kind of there. Yeah, she just seemed like she was a machine taking orders, I guess. Right. And that's, I guess, what they wanted. Yeah, and I just, it was captain it was not not captain america but yeah it was captain america winter soldier again 
is like, oh, great. Didn't you do this already? But Winter Soldier part D. Yeah. Well, and he looked great or she looked great. The uniform looked great. The shield looked great. I mean, the fighting styles, perfect. Just if you take Taskmaster out, it wouldn't change this movie. Not at all. And that's sad to say. Yeah, you're right. So, okay, Mike. Well, how many reels do you give Black Widow? Oh, man. Uh, I guess I'm going to give it three reels out of five. See, and I'm the bad one. I'm not the bad one, Mike. I'm the winner on this one. But just by a smidgen. <laughs> I didn't know we were... We just were a smidgen. We yeah, keep saying I'm we the... We were real fighting. Yeah, you just say I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bitter reeler. You're the nice reeler. That's true. So, Mike, I give Black Widow three and a half. Oh, man. Wow. That's surprising, man. Okay. Just a smidgen. Cool. Just a smidgen. So, it's better than average. So, yeah, I still say I, I mean, go see it in the theaters. I guess... So, th- this is terrible, Matt, but I guess as an MCU universe-centric uh, podcast where we're always relating everything to the MCU, it's... It's funny that, you know, we're like, ah, oh, this one's okay or whatever, but there's so many movies. What is this, 25 now? Something like that, yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I got a great question I wanted to ask you. We can do that later. Go ahead, finish. Okay, so it's 25 movies. Out of the 25, there's like three or four that are just like medium, and then the rest are all like great. That's pretty impressive. I'd argue against that. I would say there's probably four or five that are medium, and there's one or two that are just bad. Like Thor, The Dark World was just bad. That was not a good movie. All right. All right. But I'm just saying, like, the MCU bar is like even a not great MCU movie is still usually way better than just an average movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's why, you know, like yourself, go see in the theaters because you're, you're not going to hate it. You're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy yourself. It's a good action movie. So, okay, before we end, I do want to ask you this because we have a lot coming down the road. There are a whole lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies getting ready to drop. We got one coming in September. Mike, which one are you looking forward to the most that's coming out in the next two years? Hmm. I don't know, man. I think I'm looking forward to The Eternals quite a bit. Yeah? Okay. Okay. You know, the ones I, mine are kind of a toss up. I have three that I'm looking forward to. Eternals is definitely up there. I think Eternals will be fun because it's going to be completely different than your average Marvel Cinematic Universe film. It's going to span thousands and thousands of years, which will be cool. But for me, I have to say the number one for me is Thor Love and Thunder. I really am looking forward to that because Jane Foster, as they revealed in the comic-con when they announced the the movie jane foster picks up the hammer and becomes thor now if they stay with the comic book it's going to be really cool like really cool i don't know if they will though next i would say i'm really looking forward to dr strange and the multiverse of madness because wanda's going to be in it and you know watch wandavision that shit's getting crazy right so i think dr strange will be really good and you know who's directing it sam raimi Oh, that's interesting. From the original Spider-Man world. Yep. And then the, my third, which kind of ties to to um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The rumors is that the new Spider-Man, Long Way From Home or No Way Home or something, I don't remember the exact title, 
is going to be kind of a kickoff leading into the multiverse of madness because there's rumors that all the original Star Wars, not Star Wars, Spider-Mans, like Amazing Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, you know, all those people and the villains are going to be in it and it's going to start leading into the multiverse of madness. So those three right there are my favorite. Eternals is after that, but I think phase four is shaping up to be really fun and really cool. Well, that's great, man. Um, yeah, no, uh, the the Thor looks interesting. I'm I'm not sure what they're gonna do, but I mean, Ragnarok was a lot of fun, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Taika's doing Thor: Love and Thunder, so and they're done filming it. I don't know if you saw the set pictures, but um, Chris Hemsworth, huge dude, huge. Like he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's how much he worked out. Like that's how big he got for that movie. Well, it's probably partly a pandemic and there's nothing else doing. No, on. they wanted him to do it for the movie. They wanted him to be bigger than he has been in any other uh, Avengers or Thor film. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a monster. It, it, it'll be interesting. Cause you know, he's going to start out as fat Thor. I love Fat Thor. He's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the Fat Thor. He's 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 my boy. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, next week is your pick because technically Black Widow was mine. Mike, what film are we talking about for next week? Um, man, I wanted to watch this movie that is on Amazon streaming right now, and it's called The Tomorrow War. And uh, it looks pretty good. It's starring Chris Pratt. I don't know what my MCU tie-in will be, though. No clue. We'll have to wait. Wait till next week to find out. That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> and Is that the only um, reason you just, picked this movie? Is because you don't have to think about the MCU tie-in? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you know, it looks like a fun um, uh, plot. Like, it's something... I don't know why I haven't seen this in a movie before, but essentially there's a war in the future, and they're out of people, so they go back to the past. Dude, it's a <laughs> to cool get more concept. people. Yeah, that's, that's a great concept. It is. They're drafting people from the past. I mean, that's pretty wild. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching this one. It came out on Amazon. I think it's a little bit long, but um, I'm I'm hoping it's a good one, man. Um, I mean, it's two hours and eighteen minutes, so that's not so bad. I think that's exactly the runtime of Black Widow. Black Widow. So. Just a little shorter. It's two hours and thirteen minutes. Okay. It's close though. Five minutes. That's probably nice. just nice. that. That's probably just that like end scene. <laughs> it's that five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, with the credits and all the MCU movies, because of all the special effects, is always like a while. Oh yeah, dude, it's a novel. So there's so many studios and different people that help make those movies. It's quite impressive. Just the visual effects. I mean, as you know. Mr. I have to look up the MCU Marvel Cinematic tie-in for every single movie. The, you know, that's your last resort is you go to the digital guys because they do everything. <laughs> that is one of my last resorts, yeah. That and makeup artists. Yeah, yeah. So, well, all right, Mike. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully we can get her done. Tomorrow War, next week. Go check out Black Widow. I don't think you'll be disappointed, honestly. Yeah, it's just good to see uh, theaters making some money. MCU's back. Hopefully, uh, there's no more pandemic stuff for a while. 
And uh, I guess with that, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, go out there, stream a movie. Go watch a movie at the theater if you want. And, uh, you know, hit us up. Tell us, tell us something fun about your theater experience. Oh, dude, that's a good idea. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, nothing bad. No, no bad things like the people that are on their cell phone. Just don't tell us about that. We know. We hate it also. <laughs> yeah, we definitely hate it, especially since I'm one of those people. No, I know. I can't do that. That's, you, no, that's no, the, dude. You'd leave the theater. No, that's the one time I, takes, I turn my phone completely off. I'm just like, nope. Nope, I don't care. I'm in the theater. Go ahead, call me, text me. I can feel it buzzing in my pocket. I don't care. I'm enjoying myself for five freaking minutes. All right. Uh, man, I think I think I told you this before on the pod. There was there was like a like a comedy show or something over at the Performing Arts Center over here, and uh, the artist had everybody put their phones in these bags that they couldn't open. Oh, that's cool. And it's, and like, so you got to keep it on you. And so you could feel it like it was vibrating or whatever, but you couldn't, um, use it. And, uh, if you needed to get access to it for like an emergency or whatever, you could walk out of the venue, but you couldn't use it while you were watching the show. Isn't Ticketmaster wanting to do something like that for concerts, or is it was it Tool that's doing something like that? I don't know, but uh, I, heard about I thought that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. They want you to like focus on the experience, right? And I mean, and, and but they didn't take your thing, you know. Like, so I thought it was a kind of a good mixing of you still can have your you know device or whatever. They're not taking it away from you, but they're just trying to make it so you can't use it while the performance is on and then you can go out in you know the hallways or you know whatever and you could use it if you needed to but i like that i thought that was cool no it's a good idea it makes you focus and pay attention and do what you're paying your hard-earned money to do because i mean it's about the experience especially you know our other love that neither of us get to do really ever again or at least not yet is uh concerts i mean just be in the moment just be in the moment, man. Yeah. Just just enjoy it, you know? Like, feel the energy. It's fun. Right. Exactly. I'm tired of looking at your tiny-ass screen in front of my damn concert. That's true. It's true. You don't need to snap it to everybody, you know? Damn right. That's why you got YouTube Live. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, or or Facebook Live, hey, right? Whatever. I've I've seen people Facebook living. I'm like, oh, why are there people watching? The bandwidth <laughs> must be amazing too. I mean, look, one whole pixel for the entire band. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds terrible. I mean, how does noise canceling work with like 900 decibels? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. I'm just glad that concerts are starting. To, I mean, over in my neck of the woods, they're starting to come around again. Uh, there hasn't been really anything yet, but they're booking places like crazy. It's more fall. It seems like fall is It's just going to be nuts. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I haven't seen anything really coming around yet. Not here, at least. But, yeah, when they do, I know it's going to be fun. I, I, I yeah. will probably have to sell everything. Well... 
Uh, I don't know. I Hellstorm was going to come around. And I looked at tickets. Even the nosebleeds were a hundred plus dollars, and that was before the fees. So, hundred plus for Hailstorm. For Hailstorm. Yep. So I I did. Seems a little pricey, yeah, man. So it I didn't get tic- tickets. I had plenty of opportunities because everybody else was in shock too. What what venue was that? It was. Uh, I don't remember the freaking name of it now because it's changed like five different times. But you would remember it as the Dodge Theater. Oh, that's too expensive, man. Mm-hmm. I'm talking literally the crappiest seats in the Dodge Theater at the very back, up top, second level, were a hundred bucks starting. Was there something special about it? Was it like like nope? All the albums back to back. Nope. Like there's it was Hailstorm some, some... going on tour. That's it, dude. That's really crazy expensive. Yeah, I was gonna go with my buddy Chris, but nope. Feel like hundred. If you're paying over a hundred for this concert, it's got to be uh, somebody you you really really love, or um, just some amazing long like you know like a twelve hour crazy show like I don't know or VIP or something you know like there's got to be some something to it, you know like all oh, you could drink beer and wine and food. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, dude, it's crazy. I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see what your experiences are over there on the East Coast. So keep us posted, Mike, especially here on the Real Film Nerds podcast, episode 229. <laughs> All right, man. I will. All right, uh, everybody. Thanks for listening and uh, have yourself a good week. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. He's in this morning. Matt Henshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast on Magic 99.1. I think we should just focus on the movies this morning, Matt. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> not not the shellacking that our local team took this weekend. Well, here's the deal. Matt works for the Rattlers. He's their team photographer. And so uh, the Rattlers took on my personal Northern Arizona Wranglers on uh, Saturday night, you made it to the game. I did not, and yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't prevail, I, unfortunately. I barely made it to the game. You barely yeah. made it to the game. Yeah. What time were you there by halftime, or when did you get there? I made it with five minutes left in the second quarter. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah, we were both stuck in traffic on I seventeen trying to make it to the game. Uh, well, yeah, the better team won. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, spew rainbows and glitter and stuff like that, but. Um, I'm glad I wasn't there to see it in person. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> can I say the, that? I can yeah, be real. Well, I can the, be real. The way I describe it is um, a lot of people don't know it, but, you know, the Rattlers are the most winningest professional sports franchise in Arizona. And right. no one really knows they exist. Right, right. And they've They're, been around for, what, 27 years? Uh, Something yeah, crazy yeah. like that? Yeah. I remember photographing them actually when I was an intern. I photographed yeah. their championship when I was 
in college. Yeah. So yeah, they've been around a long time, and they are number one in the league right now. So yeah. um, it was a tough game, and um, we're gonna just get back up, dust ourselves off, and take on the Duke City Gladiators on Saturday. Get your tickets and be there with me. Okay, there you go. That's done. That's, that's, that's all how I we're roll. gonna talk. That's about? all we're gonna okay. say. All Let's right. talk I'll about Black Widow. Okay, what yeah. would you like to know about Black well, Widow? Well, what'd you think? Was it good? Was it not good? Was it worth your time, your money, your expertise? That's a lot of questions, and I don't know if I can handle that kind <laughs> of pressure. I am a journalist, okay? Um, I'm going to go with, it was okay. It could it have been okay. better. It was okay. It wasn't what I wanted, personally. Oh, okay. Well, it's what? not a bad movie, yeah. but it doesn't do anything to advance the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's... A nice kind of send off for Black Widow because I She's don't want to huh? spoil it, but everybody knows. Yeah. If you watched Avengers Endgame by now, I mean, it's been two years. Yeah. I, I think I'm okay, okay, but you never know. Right. So I'll try not to spoil too much. Okay. But it, honestly, you know, it, everything can continue without this movie. I mean, it's fun, it's entertaining, it's good, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't explain her backstory as well as I wanted. It doesn't advance anything. It's just kind of. There. There. Yeah, yeah. to make money. But it's not bad. Yeah. You know, I, I think they should have just let it out last year. Right. I really so do. you think that the average movie viewer or goer would think it was good then? Yeah, they're going to yeah. enjoy it. Right. They're going to enjoy it. I'm not going to... You're not going to hate it, I guess is a good way to put okay. it. But you're going you're gonna to enjoy it, but you're not going to think it's anything special. It's, okay. It's worth the watch. Uh, it's worth going to the theaters because it is a Marvel movie. It is right. a big blockbuster. Lots There's of a lot of people. There's a lot of action. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of fun. The acting is That's really good. That's your thing. Uh, Florence Pugh is probably like one of the best parts of the whole thing. I don't know if she's, um, not to ruin it, but she's basically another Black Widow okay. from this program. All and right. she's going to be introduced into films going on. Okay, that's well, what maybe this that's so what that this was for. A lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, 80% on uh, the tomato meter, um, they liked it. So Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's a good movie. Right. It's just... It's nothing. It's nothing fancy like Guardians of the Galaxy or okay. like Avengers or okay. it's nothing like huge like that. It's, right. It's more you know toned down. It's just your average Marvel Cinematic. Okay. Universe so movie. how many reels are you gonna give it? Uh, three. I, I give it three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, so above average. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because ScarJo is in it, right? Yeah. I mean, you and know, she's, she's your future ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So she doesn't I know it yet. I saw. Yeah. She doesn't know it. Yeah. And she's pregnant with her husband. So just maybe you don't know that yet. I don't know. Well, great. Now you yeah. ruin the rest Sorry. of my day, Lisa. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, um, I watched Rush over the weekend. Yeah, on uh, Netflix? On Netflix, and I loved it. It was good, right? Yes. Scott Danton was like, that's not your kind of movie. I'm like, no, you're wrong. That's exactly my kind of movie. Yeah. It's a very good film. Very good. It was based on, you know, true life uh -huh. and a real story. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, it was a great movie. So there you go. That's what I did. Well, good. When I didn't that, get to go to the Wranglers game. Yeah. What are we going to look at next week? Next week, we're going to watch the Amazon original the Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt, who's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. It's uh, Amazon original, I believe. Okay, so can we only catch it on Amazon, or yes. can we see it in theaters? Only on Amazon. Uh, only yep. on Amazon. All right. Check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds with my pal, Matt Hinshaw. Thanks for coming in and sharing your insight with us on what station? The Magical Magic 99.1. Nice. Thank you.